0: Available on all podcast platforms. This is The Psychology Cast. The podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.
1: Welcome to Psychology Cast. I'm joined by a great guest this time. His name is Dan. And we're going to be talking about something that's obviously that I've talked about, um, which is around mental health um, it's an important area, um, not just for conversation, but also the way we live our lives. Um, it affects everybody, every single one of us, and therefore we have to understand how to best approach this type of conversation. So I'm going to introduce a person who has started a conversation and does a conversation with a group of people um, on his podcast um, called Men Unite. Um, Welcome, Dan, to Psychology Cast. How are you doing? Yeah, man.
0: Yes, mate. I'm not too bad. Uh, keeping busy in the times that we're in. Uh, of course, I think everyone's feeling the pressure of COVID at the moment. It's been over a year now. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm doing well. Thanks. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I just we're just having a chat before um, we press the record button around. Our tech, isn't it? <laughs> oh mate.
0: Nightmare. Nah, Say, like I told you just I was using my laptop webcam because I come I come in this morning, plugged in my original webcam that I use, and it was just like
1: collection all
0: over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I just plugged it in and it sounds so hello. Yeah. But back, back <laughs> and back on my normal webcam.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, um, Uh, How have you been finding these podcasts, like doing it like virtually, like on like this, like, you know, technology is not perfect, isn't it? Like, you know, sometimes face-to-face. Did you do face-to-face? I saw some work that you did face-to-face, like in in person. How was that?
0: Yeah, when we first started, we started in August last year. um, And the face-to-face ones, you know, they're really good. We are really good. But the, the only thing is with people coming to us, we were quite limited. On mm. uh, people that we could get on the podcast, uh, so with like the virtual stuff, with like using Zoom, uh, it's, I found it amazing. Uh, with, we could get people from well anywhere around the world on. The only thing is, is obviously the time differences. <laughs> yeah, it's like today we've got a, yeah. a a guy from Canada coming on our podcast, so we've got two hours later, like we normally aim for roundabouts one o'clock, two o'clock time. So it gives me enough time to like get all the edits done for, for YouTube and then all the other platforms in the audio section. So yeah, man, I, I'm enjoying it, mate. It's got say it's, it's, it's interesting to find out other people's stories. Like obviously I know. I've seen a lot of your videos and like they're really interesting and you can tell how interested like you are in yeah, your guests and stuff. And it's, it takes mate, because, everyone has got a different path in life, and we all relate to mental health in some way either it's good or bad because obviously mental health people instantly think oh like dark days of mental health but it's not man because you got mm. we can have good mental health you know poor mental health so yeah I'm really enjoying the podcast man
1: no i th- I think for that i th- I, th- I think um, we're going to come on to you know um, the actual and the formulation of like how it all works and what it is. Um, And listeners might want to be really interested in learning more about, um, you know, the kind of um, aim of the podcast. What does it do? How does it help people? But the first question I wanted to ask you was like, I've always been interested in people's journeys and, you know, like you're interested in people's guests and why, um, how do they do things? Um, So my first question is like, what made you want to do this in the first place? Like, is it something that was on your mind for a long time? This is something you wanted to do. Is this something, um, an idea that you've had, um, what, what, what was the actual first, would you say, trigger for you to think, "Mm, I need to do, I would like to do a podcast around this topic.
0: Well, I think we go back a bit more. Um, it was actually the group Men Unite, which, um, I got involved in uh, a good, good friend of mine. Craig's Blaine as the founder of Men United. Uh, he might be a great guest here to get on your podcast. Cause his story is absolutely like mind blowing. Um, But no, he's, he founded Men United. He created a group for just his friends really to, to open up. So he was noticing like people were putting like statuses on social media, just, saying, like, how how crap they've been feeling and stuff, and so we just created a group for his friends, and there was about, what, 30, 40 lads in this group, Um, he invited me in, and then I noticed, like, different people that I knew were suffering with depression that even I didn't know, you know, seeing these guys out, like, playing football, or down the pub, or wherever, and they just looked like the happiest people alive, but then, when you see the stuff that they're writing in the group, it really—it's really—it's an eye opener. Um, so now the group, obviously, it's two years—two uh, years old. It's got over fourteen thousand members in there. Um, I'm a part of the—I was a well—I was made a part of the admin team pretty early on. Uh, I was supporting guys um, with their my like, issues. Obviously, we're not we're not professionals. It's all all the advice that we can give us from life experiences. Uh, so we've got different admins in the group with different stories. Um, so we've got like guys that are in the military, guys that have been in prison for all different things. Uh, we, and from there, um, I've kind of found that switch in my brain where I thought helping people is like really helping me. Um, So I I really, I really dived into it like really hard. I was constantly, I still do now. It's like every single day, every spare time I've got is two men United. It's supporting lads uh, that are struggling uh, we have got a Women's Unite group now, which we can talk about later on. Um, so that's where the, obviously that's where the initial uh, birth of the podcast came from, because we, we spoke about it quite a lot. Uh, Craig was like, it'd be great to get a podcast. I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Um, but then finding that time, because at the time I was working full-time, as well as doing all the work for Man United. Yeah, so i will be on site in a different country or wherever, keep on, like, flipping around. Um, And then, obviously, with the COVID situation, which happened, like, last year, it gave me a bit of time to think, right, let's get this podcast idea, you know, on the road. And then... So how how it planned out was it was originally over the Facebook group, it's obviously a closed Facebook group for for men only. So it's all secret, you know, anything that men are saying in there, it's all private and uh, confidential. Um, So I was doing Facebook live interviews with, I did one with Christian Montano, uh, the Port Vale footballer. Um, Nathan Eeny, the boxer who won last night, so well done, Nath. Um, and after speaking with Christian Montano, I told him about the podcast idea, and he was like, "Yeah, that sounds ace. Like, I'd love get involved." So I was like, "Yeah, sure. Like, we can, we can do that." Um, I mean, the chemistry that me and Monty have got is just like it's amazing. Like it's just like a click and we're there um so we had a few conversations about how how we going to go about it um and then it was just we didn't we didn't think too much after that we were like we we're thinking too much into this all we need to do is get people on the podcast with their stories and their background um you know, we don't, we don't want to script anything. We don't want to say, oh, you can't say this. You can't say that. If you want swear, swear, you know, it's, it's, an, uh, it's and I think you've touched on before we started recording just yeah. uh, how deep our podcasts are and uh, yeah, people come on there and they, uh, they go for it, man. They really it's do.
1: Meaningful. I think it's meaningful. It provides real context um and it's honest so I think what people people want that honesty is frank people are just giving their life experience and you know I know you said not being about professional but I think the lived experience is um if in, in more cases than most is more important than having the opinion of a professional um yeah is they have a specific lens on like people who lived through the experience who can give us um who can tell us what you know, what we need to hear in that sense and what needs to be addressed, what are the solutions? Um, because, you know, they've been in those far caddies, if you like. Um, so yeah. they've seen things and, you know, we need to know what it is that they've seen so we can sort um, things out for other people, you know, prevent from um, people from getting in the first place. What can we learn? All these things. So I think um, yeah, the lived experience is, you know, hundred percent like a, va- a valued Uh, piece of work um i did want to ask like um, no thanks for sharing that i I did want to ask like so what did you think about men unite when you first joined like did you have any sort of like um thinking oh what's this work about or were you showing an interest in mental health work uh what or i suppose what i'm trying to get at is what prompted you to get into mental health work in 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 the first place especially around men's mental health work
0: yeah well with obviously got invited to the group and I was, I was thinking like, well, what's this? Um, cause soon as I went in, there was like guys just saying like, they wanted to take their own life and giving their own life stories. And so at first I was like, "Whoa, like this is completely new. I've not, I've not seen a group of guys talking uh, like this. Um, so at first, I kind of stood off. Mm. Uh, the first, first few weeks, I did stand uh, stand away from it because uh, it, it shot me because I've never seen it before. Um,
1: there was something new or you've never seen this yeah. before happening and it was like, oh, what's all this? Let me just observe. Yeah,
0: yeah I've, ne- I've never seen like a group of men. It's like these macho men that you know, opening up the way they did it's just it was a weird feeling so i, I just like you say i did observe for a while um and then because at the time i was going through therapy of myself so i was kind of i stood away for that reason because i didn't want it affect my own mental health because there were some of the stories that you know the life stories that were in that group and there's still are now. It's honestly mate, it's, it's horrible. It's heartbreaking. Like some of the stories that guys have been through it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, so from reading some of them, I uh, kind of gave me a bit of a trigger because like, well, like I'm I'm not used to I'm not used to reading this kind of stuff. So yeah, I did stay, I did say kind of have a bit of a standoffish attitude at first. And then also the, the more therapy I had, the more I was opening up during my therapy sessions. So I was kind of getting relaxed to the idea about being in the group. Um so once I was relaxed, um, I opened up, put my put my story in there, you know what i what I've struggled with with mental health. and, and there's a lot of my mates in there as well. So at the time I was thinking, well none of my mates or obviously there's family members in the group as well at the time and i was thinking you know, th- these guys don't know mm. that i'm yeah, struggling
1: yeah. yeah yeah that must have been an eye opener like for them like, not but not i opened up at that wall how did you feel about that like um being in that space with them did you feel like okay it's, i mean first of all was it i'm sure it was an, e- an easy thing to do it Was a big step Um, Yeah,
0: it's a massive step. It's a massive step for anyone to mm -hmm. open up about mental health, you know, man or woman. Um, But after I'd opened up and put my status out there about my mental health, what I've been struggling with, the weight that was lifted off me was absolutely massive. And I think from that moment, it's it changed my life. Just a simple thing to do. It's like I say to a lot of people: it's the most simplest but the hardest thing you can ever do is open up about your struggles. It's dead. It's really easy to help others.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: hundred percent. Mm. It's it's easier to help others. Um. So I think that's what a lot of people do to mask their problems: they help others, uh, and that I think that's might be one of the reasons why I stood off a bit. Mm because I was thinking, well, if I'm helping you know, other guys, then, and I'm not well enough myself mentally, uh, I'm not going to give them the full support or advice that they actually need. So, yeah, from say from that moment of opening up in the group was the big one that... Um, then push me on to helping many more men in the group alongside with all the other admin team. Uh, it's, it's just a 24 seven operation, so to speak, cause it's, it's constantly taking over. Cause obviously we've got members in over like 80 different countries around the world. So the, um, the admin team is constantly taking over. Obviously we've got a lot of UK guys, um we've got australia canada america so we've kind of got all different time zones ticked over uh, so really without the admin team the group would be uh, non-existent really so to that to them guys it's like a massive thank you to them
1: i, I think i think it's fantastic you know um, because it's not something if i'm honest that i can do um Even though it's very close to my heart, this area, and because it's too close for me, it's too close to home in that sense. So that's why when I came across this piece of work, I was thinking, well, at least someone else is doing it. An important part, um, because it does require a lot of um, uh, uh, motivation, energy, commitment, passion, um, and also a desire to do it. And you can see it; it really comes through your work. I did want to ask this other question around. i've always been fascinated by therapy right we have a standoffish attitude or stigma around you know accessing therapy i mean my belief is that we should see therapy as like you know going for your daily walk or something like that it should be that should be the norm we shouldn't be seeing something like you know we don't want to be doing this and we want to stay away from that actually therapy should be part of our normal life because
0: yeah
1: (laughs) what do you think of that why do you think people have those sort of like I don't know, um, you know, you go into therapy, there must be something deeply, deeply wrong with you or something like that. Well, actually therapy should be a normal part of your life. I just want to know your opinion on that.
0: I think uh, for me, because I could speak for myself, other people might have a different opinion on it, but I find, well, I found that if I went, I went into that therapy room, I was broken when I wasn't broken. I was just struggling to deal with uh, certain emotions. So with, and then obviously you you feel weak as well, especially as a a man's point of view. Yeah. You feel weak about going to therapy. There was many times I've I've said it on um, our podcast a few times. There was many times where I was booked into sessions therapy after work and I just drive past I drive past the offices that I should have been going to it just I had this fear in me that I was going to be judged mm. I was going to obviously a certain person that's qualified as a professional therapist thinking this this person's going to think I'm mental and broken um, and then there's another thing about therapy is uh, I didn't want my friends and my family knowing and I instantly thought if someone sees me walking in this therapy room or the building to it even like the, the smallest like thoughts like just walking into the building and someone saying oh uh, why's why's beds going there so it's like thoughts like that kind of grated on me as well um and then just talking to a complete stranger
1: where do you think that comes from like just before coming to that part um like meaning you know like when you have these th- uh, thoughts uh, or yeah. perceptions or these um where do you think that stems from? Like, do you think it's because society has taught us these things, like when we feel that we're going to be judged, or when we feel like this, this is what's going to happen? What do you think that has? What do you think influences influences those thoughts? People have those thoughts in the first place about therapy, What do you, in, in, from your experience?
0: Well, it's definitely, it's definitely obviously society is like a massive mm. thing. It's it's made everybody feel like. They shouldn't talk about mental health. They shouldn't talk about the way they're feeling. They shouldn't talk about things when they're feeling sad. They shouldn't cry. Um, and also, if you look look back at school days as well, there was times where you'd I'd be in class, um, and you just you just get told off if you were feeling low. And you you obviously you can't you wouldn't say I'm I'm not feeling um, happy today. You'd just be zoning out. I felt that there's a lot of time in high school that I'd be in a classroom, um, and I just felt like I wasn't needed, really. Um, But I didn't know how to say it. I didn't know how to put it in words, basically. Um, and then if a teacher, like, sniffs out a bit of a bad a bad mood, it's instant detention. You shouldn't be feeling like that. So, yeah, I think if you look at the right back to, to, to my school days, anyway, I don't know if anyone else is saying, but my school days um, weren't good. I hated being at school. Yeah, there was only a certain amount of teachers that really kind of understood um, the way that pupils were feeling, and then there was a lot of the teachers at the time where it's just if you if you did just zone out a bit, and you because we all do it. We all have them times where or moments in a day where we just we just zone out for a, a few seconds, and I feel that that is us just kind of reflecting on. It could be good things in in your life. It could be bad things in life. I mean, it's a subconscious thing. But, no, back to our school, I think it... I'm not, I'm not pinning all the blame. I'm not blaming anyone. Um Obviously, teachers, I really adore the work that they've been doing. Uh, I've had a few teachers on the podcast. But I think with the help of home life, so parents um, and school teachers, I think it needs to be looked at a bit better. I think home, home, it all starts from home and it all starts from school. So if you think about um, why, I, thought I was. I sometimes think about, you know, why didn't I open up as mm. um, as a teenager?
1: 13, 14. Then no. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, absolutely, could it could be, absolute, be absolutely anything. Like doesn't have to be like tragic events. Um, but I always think you know, why why couldn't I do that then? But now I'm doing it now at the age of like 33. It's like if if I'd if I'd have done if I'd have opened up a bit better when I was that young, what would I be doing now? What you know, where would I be? So I think from school it's massive. And it also start also at home. Uh, if because you've got you've got to teach your kids it's okay to to cry, it's okay to be sad. Because there's a lot of times, and I think there's a lot of parents that are guilty for it. If the if the kids having a big, massive kickoff, temper tantrum or whatever you want to call it, it's instantly, you know, you know, stop that. You're instantly putting him in a bad place. Instead, it's like now I've got a I've got a five-year-old, he's six in April. Uh, Slightest thing, he could he'd be like, yeah, can I go on YouTube today? Like, yeah, mm. well, you go on YouTube af- after you've had your dinner, you know, you're not sitting on it all day. So if it was up to him, he'd be sitting on it all day. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and then he just, uh, go in a big sulk, blah, blah, blah. Um, normally, you know, parents would be like, shouting at him, saying how wrong it is. When now it's like, listen, it's okay that you're feeling sad, you know, but you can't sit on YouTube all day. You know, let's let's do something else. It's just like finding that distraction. It's like now as an adult, if I'm having a bad day, I'll find a distraction. So it's it's exactly the same for kids and adults.
1: No, I I, I think that's... In terms of like you know society's expectations, the way we um, put expectations on people and from a young age, yeah. and what they should do, and when they when they're feeling these things, do we reinforce? Do we inhibit? Do we engage? Um, it's such a crucial point in the way we manage our emotions, um, because it's you know mental health is is the, is the you know is the umbrella thing, but it's actually dealing with the emotions in these little everyday situations which if it's not done correctly or not communicated properly it can stem into lots of different problems later on because you know there's biological essence of like neural pathways and all this stuff going on and it's a learned response in a social conditioning um that if you're feeling a bit like x y and z then this is the response we have to have and then it unlocks stuff rather than like i said like you you tell someone off and it people just suppress you know keep things in and we internalize but if we explain things like you're doing communicating clearly to young people um to your children for example then they understand in 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 a world isn't it and they grow up um and what did you um what did you think about when you went into like therapy did you feel like okay they're not judging me anymore it was a completely different experience or did you still feel that did you feel that for a few sessions i don't know Um, when did it change Uh, for you? I think or did it change for you? I don't know I don't know
0: I I think I think um, it obviously takes a lot of courage for people to go to therapy and open up to a complete stranger Uh, Mm -hmm. it took it took me what three three attempts Uh, I drove past the office three times Uh, until one day I was like that like, this is this, this has got to be the day. Um, you know, if I don't do it now, what's what's going what what'll happen? What could happen? So you think about what could happen if I don't get this issue sorted. Well what what could happen out of the, the big end of the scale is I could be dead. Cause um obviously with the suicidal thoughts could be dead. Do I want to die? No, I don't want to die. Why don't you want to die? Because I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got a wife, uh, I've got really good friends. So that's that's when I went. Um, but prior to that, I think it's important that we talk about going to the doctors, okay? Because I went to the mm. doctors. Yeah. Um, at the first stages of finding of, of like having that thought of i some it's not, some it's not quite right uh, mentally I'm going to the doctors so I went to the doctors did, did absolutely jack shit for me like went there sat down in the office and they were like let's score you out of 10 okay?" so they scored me out of 10 on a, on, a, on a day which I would have thought mentally I was well, I was good, I was feeling good what, how are you feeling today? Well, 10. I'm feeling good today. How often do you get suicidal thoughts? Well, at the time, it was eight. Right, okay, there's a leaflet. Obviously, there was more questions. that I can't remember what the questions were, but I think there was about, what, six or seven questions. There might have been 10, but they basically scored you out of 10 on each question. Um Okay, there's a leaflet. If you're ever feeling low, get in touch with them. Okay. Got in in touch with mind, had to wait a bit, but then I went back to the doctors because I just wasn't feeling right again. And again, same procedure, scored me out of 10. So I purposely scored myself really low on everything this time. And what did they do? Leaflet, and a prescription for antidepressants. I didn't I didn't get the prescription because I am against medication. I know I know medication works for a lot of people. I'm not saying like medication is a bad thing, you shouldn't do it. But for myself, I'm talking for myself, and that's this is my opinion on medication. It only masks the issue, it doesn't solve an issue. Taking a tablet, for me, doesn't solve an issue. It might be a temporary feeling for a few weeks or months. But that issue will always be in the back of your head somewhere, getting ready to attack you again. 100%, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with, so finally, mine got in touch with me. They boot me in. And uh, obviously, each time I missed a session, I'd get a call the next day. Why why didn't you come? I was scared. That's fine. We'll book in for next week. Okay. Obviously, happened over two times. But then going back to the, your question about the therapy and how did I feel once I was in there? I think it was down to the therapist I had. They made me feel like a million dollars. Like, we were dead It was just like a dead comfy atmosphere. We had a good talk. We didn't, the first initial steps were, we didn't even talk about mental health. We were just talking about, well, what have you done today? Just like, just like now, just like a gen, general chat yeah. about anything. Yeah. yeah. Which, which now you think, well, that, that kind of broke us in. That was that kind of breaking in procedure that they do. Um, And then the second time, is when I went all guns blazing for it and absolutely smashed it. But with, like with, the, with the fear side, that went.
1: Um, you know, thank you so much for sharing. I think it provides, I think, I don't know, it provides a bit of frustration as well, um, as well as um, insight. Um, frustration being, look, you know, I run a mental health charity and I know what you're talking about, like trying to get help. Like it's a bit <laughs> of a joke sometimes um yeah. yeah like you have really have to be at that almost like at that stage to go and get some support it's like come on like that kind of like how does that work like you know you wouldn't do that if your arm was hanging off you know what you mean yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: say to you like yeah go yeah here's a leaflet here's a number get on with it um do you know I mean it's and i don't think they realize that actually if you don't intervene very very early when people are seeking help whatever um and if you don't to get that bit right, then it makes 10 things times worse and it makes the problem a lot more complex. And medication, yeah, I, what's the word? Like I said, I have a lot of people access to the charity who don't take medication. And, you know, as yeah. charity, I respect that. I respect the human before anything else, if anything. And you have to respect people's uh, wishes and stuff like that, like in order for them to get help and stuff. Because it's about dignity, you know? It's about, you know, like, because I think you're right about masking. It masks the problem um it doesn't get to the root cause and some people might um start getting addicted to medication like and not deal with the root cause so there is that risk in that sense isn't it um
0: yeah so i've got i've got a lot of mates that are on antidepressants and different different kinds Mm -hmm. of so many different kinds and some days when they're changing over a medication they can be a complete zombie for like weeks
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and it's they're not they're not there not them and that that's it they, because they can't stay on a certain medication for so long they have to be weaned off that medication and back on another one it's just like a cycle and for, for seeing it like visually going round to their house or even speaking to them on the phone you can tell when, when they're on that uh, changeover of meds because they're just dead slow and blah and blah it winds me up, man, because they don't want talk. There's something stopping them from
1: talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred. At yeah. the day, I I I used to write medication um, as a young boy, as as I was a carer for you know for members of the family, you know yeah. prescriptions and stuff. So I know the, the names of the medication, and I never used to ask obviously, was because I just thought they were just like sweets, weren't they? You know, you mm-hmm. just write this stuff down, you give it to these people at the surgery you know and and it comes along and it's just like you see these boxes stacked it up at home whatever and you don't really say anything about it and and i see the difference between when you take that sort of like tablets and stuff um, yeah what it does to the human body and the mind um and i think like we have to really you know have a rethink about the whole medication you know sort of approach to mental health and you're right you made a very powerful um point there. It stops you doing the one thing, which is what is the actual thing that's going to help you to come out of this thing, which is talking.
0: Yeah, and another thing with uh, the men- mental health services as well. Um, mm. So I can only speak for my local area and where I am, but uh, I don't know if it's the same your way, but um, we've got the potential of a really, really good um, Mental health service. Um, but they have had a lot of failings and failings which have been absolutely like catastrophic. Um, and for one, there was uh, a guy from my local area. Uh, his mates were sore how bad he was struggling. He struggled for years. They tried to basically get him sectioned. Um, And they got him down to the local mental health hospital. Uh, They managed in the end to get him sectioned after begging with them, basically. Um, Then they obviously did their routine checks on this guy Um, and released him. Even though the guy was telling him that you know he wanted to kill himself and he was begging on social media for uh, hundred diazepam and all, all different stuff and they they'd seen this, uh, but they still released him, and the next day he killed himself on Facebook Live, and I think there's certainly a lot of, a lot of changes that need to be made, not just in like the small services, but like within the NHS as well. because after obviously seeing, seeing that happen, it kind of made me think of, well how come these people can release someone. That's begging for their own life to be saved by them, and it just gives you, it gives, it gave me a real insight, really, of how bad the mental health situation actually is. And I don't know what it's like your your way. Um,
1: um I think it's, 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 it's very much along, along along the lines of what you're saying. Um, I think, you know, potential is there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. Absolutely. It, the, the, the way we do and we support people, you know, um, there's huge opportunities, huge potential in terms of like that. Um, um, there are failings, sadly. Um yeah. And... You know, it's it's. I mean, an example would be we had to really, you know, like for example, we had to wait for someone to get really bad to get them sectioned in the mental health act to get support. Is that, is that, is that what it took? And then, you know, we had um, also during the pandemic, like you mean, like someone did um, showing signs of distress, um, and you know, they were really um, showing those emotions, if you like, in a public space. And, yeah. you know, the public didn't know what to do, you know, and, you know, they were taking pictures and videos and all that stuff. Some people got it. Some people said this person isn't well. Other people like, you know, this person's holding up the traffic and all of this stuff and started complaining. Then the police had to get involved. And then just think to myself, like, you know, when, when people go through those sort of like examples of like li- lived experiences, it's traumatizing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I don't want to be grappled by police officers and, and stuff like that because I have to live with that memory if I walk down that street again absolutely human yeah. being i still feel those things like you know oh my god i you know i can't believe i did that there's actually nothing wrong with me just i was having a bad day if that could have spotted earlier i could have even vo- avoided this humiliating experience and this humiliating experience for this individual then acts as a trigger if you like of like yeah. them feeling like really really low next time you know what i mean so i think if we can sort those bits out you know what i mean like that that's what i mean by huge potential like um intervening early, recognizing the symptoms, creating a space. And that's why I love what you're doing, basically. Like, okay, because I can send people from the charity, like if it's like blokes, for example, yeah. Um, I can say, look, listen to these guys' charity uh, their work, um, what they do, listen from their perspective. It might just be like a um form of therapy. Um, because you know, when you're listening in, it is, isn't it? It's quite therapeutic. Like, okay, yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah, there is other people. I can relate to you know um and and that's, that's why i think it's great what you're doing um
0: yes so uh, say we've obviously got um uh, women's unite now that's been going for about a month i think mm. uh because we've got uh a men united information page on on facebook um and we get a lot of uh women messaging that just saying that they're struggling so we um, created the Women's Unite with uh, another local charity called um, Stoke-on-Trent Mothers Support Network. So we've collaborated, created Women's Unite, and it's again it's a closed group, secret uh, for ladies to go and have a chat about their own mental health, just the exactly, same as the men's group.
1: And um, just for the listeners out there, no people watching this video. Um, there'll be uh, the, how do they the people watching it? They can see your um social media handles. Um, how do they access these um, sp- um uh, spaces? Like, um, just for the listeners, do they is that underscore at at underscore? Yeah, media? yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, obviously, you've got we're on Facebook, um, it's Man united on Facebook. Uh, we're on. The closed, the closed group is on Facebook. So if you go over to Facebook, uh, search menu night, you'll see there's 14,000, I think it's 14,100 and something. Uh, we're on there. We've got Twitter at underscore menu night. Uh, we're also on Instagram, <laughs> It yeah. is is 2019. And uh, the website is. Uh, menunite.org so yeah if, if any of your listeners or viewers are, are struggling and just need a chat with anyone really, say we're all all the members support each other uh, the admin team are there on hand in case there is uh, an emergency and we do get a lot of emergency times, especially when uh, the start of the pandemic kicked off and uh, start the group as well when the group first arrived and first blew up. Um, uh, we had, we were up quite. We had a, quite a few late nights of being on the phone to the police and the ambulance. Uh, I've, I've been out to people's houses before to to basically <laughs> prevent them from killing themselves or taking tablets or whatever it may be. Uh, all the admins are all the same. They all work, work really hard. And say that, like I said uh, at the start of the podcast about the admins, the, the groups wouldn't be taking along as they are. But uh, yeah, if you are struggling, Facebook, Facebook groups, both on there, Women's Unite, hashtag you are not weak if you speak. And same for the men.
1: Yeah, because you've already um, gone from you've done the audio, and you do now YouTube, isn't it? Like you've put your uh, podcast yeah. on YouTube, and I, I think there was a conversation, um, which kind of like um was <laughs> really interesting, and I don't want to talk about it for a few minutes. Um, uh, the I'm podcast up. that you did um, with a, with one of your guests, um, and it was this guest who talked about like what it was like um when he was in the uh, funeral and yeah, and other people were saying this guy, he was saying that this guy didn't know this person who's um, sadly who took his own life Yeah, um, but he felt a connection he felt, and people were wondering and he was thinking what was going on yeah. and I thought that was like quite a really powerful sort of way of like actually shows that, you know, your name, Men Unite that's yes. uniting isn't it we're relating to each other, yeah, I don't know how you thought about that conversation
0: yeah, so I think uh, every episode, epi- epi- every episode that we do, um, it's unique. It's got it's different. Every uh, they have different twists, different stories. But obviously, they all come down to mental health. Uh, and we obviously have a quite a good laugh as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We do, we do swear. It's quite an open, open podcast. But yeah, yarn about Connor, who we had on last week. Um, amazing episode, we had a great laugh with Connor uh, and then he opened up about his suicide attempt, uh, he told us, he basically explained to us um, how he was doing it uh, so he explained about going in the back garden, uh, putting the skipping rope around his neck, standing on the deck chair uh, and then his dog came out looked at him and it was, that stopped him um, and then obviously you're on about the after that where he went to his friends well he said it I think on the episode he said he was um, he wasn't like a close friend, but he knew this guy from his football club who sadly took his own life uh, and it was at that funeral where he kind of had that switch where I was like shit've've got I've, got I've got to sort myself out here." yeah uh, so yeah uh, that was that was a real real powerful moment um i think if i could say that now i think that is probably the most powerful moment we've had to date on the mm-hmm. podcast and we've right. had we've had a hell of a lot of like big bombs drop on our podcast where you think we could probably get in trouble for that but we let it go because it's people it's people's podcast you know we don't want silence anyone if they want not come on and um explain their story and if their story has some controversial moments in it, uh, pff, go for it. Because again, we don't want to silence anyone because that's not what we're about.
1: Yeah, that's what gets us so trouble in the first place, isn't it? When we silence people, when we yeah mask them, you know, we want them to basically have expectations, isn't it? it go back to the expectations, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I love I love doing love mm-hmm. doing the podcast. Um, me and Monty, work really well together. We have a right, right laugh. Uh, take the piss out of each other sometimes. We just have a good crack, you know. Uh, and I think like yourself, it's it's enjoyable, interesting. And I think after each episode, I always kind of have that time where oh. I'm thinking about it, you know, where I'm thinking, bloody hell, that happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Or that happened to her, it's like, wow. Um, I think after that episode last week, uh, Monty rang me after and he was like, I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, me too. Powerful, powerful moment.
1: Yeah, I I, I think, you know, it's such a... Because one of the ways to whirlping is learning. And this is... You, know, you learn so much from the guests, don't you? Like, you know, how they were able to express um, exactly what, then it's a big step for them. And then you think, yeah. okay, how did they... How did they, for me, it's all about like, you know, like the, the bit that they, what worked for them, the bit that was challenging, how did they do it? Like, you know, because I think they, they they're teaching you life-saving tools, not just for yourself, but for people out there. Yeah. Um, and it, they just show you that it's possible. Um, they're an, they're an example, an inspiration. And then you become less, I don't know, like um, isolated, more awful. Yeah, more positive, more energised. So I know what you mean, after each guest. Because you know, they take yeah. you through their own journey, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and say, some some of the things I hear, mm-hmm. obviously, you have experienced that, but as they're telling you, you're kind of thinking, you're imagining, imagining yeah. it, imagining it your, in your head, like, wow, like, what would I do in that situation? Uh, say we've, we've had... Um, We've had some really interesting guests on who like they've they've completely come out, come on and just completely opened up about uh prison what prison was like for them how they got to prison uh what they did to to gain money uh it's just yeah anything anything goes on it
1: i mean that's a that's a it must was, was a whole new world isn't it i mean i yeah you know um I don't really talk about it too much just because of like security and safety reasons, but I do work in the prison service and the stuff that I've seen in there very, very, um, you know, like it's, it's it's yeah, it's a completely different world and people come for support, um, talk about other things that's happening in their lives and stuff. And, you know, the biggest one for me was like, you know, um, and this is why I think what you're doing is, is amazing because, um, you know, I've had people, um, not turn up to their appointments um, the following week because they've taken their own lives, and sometimes I got a shock, like you know, because you know I have my appointment list, and I'm like, yeah. "Where's well, that person on my on on my list?" You see the big gap on the board and stuff like that, and missing. Think, what's happened yeah. to Mr. So and So? Like, where is he? Why is he not on my thing? Um, and then they tell you, and I was like, "What?" And yeah. so I think a lot of people who are leaving this place, um, um, they need to have resources out there to be able to relate to people having a podcast to listen to and said, you know what, that guy has done something and he's moved forward or this is the way he's managed his emotions and coped with stuff. It's a, it's an outlet. So I think, you know, you create a fantastic piece of like outlet. Again, it's not something I can do myself. That's why I think it requires a lot of uh, specialism, not, not professionally, but lived experience that you know what to do. And the fact that you're just coming from a good place, it means a lot.
0: Yeah. I always, I've, I always say that life experiences yeah, are probably more valued mm. than um, qualifications like degrees mm. because you get the real thing in a life experience with, with qualifications. Yeah. You're, you're learning, you're learning the ins and outs of things. But, experiencing it first hand puts a completely different spin on things but what I do, like I say I I don't like I don't disagree with people going out there and getting qualifications like if I respect everyone that's fully qualified in like therapy and other mental health um, things but yeah, life experiences for anyone is an absolute top job.
1: Sitting like, you know, like side by side as an equal is the key thing, isn't it? If someone's got lived experience, someone's gone through and I think working together, that's the way to do it because I've been in rooms where, you know, growing up as a kid um, with clinical psychologists and I'm, even my background today is down in psychology but I was sat down yeah. with psychologists you know, back in the day Um, And I just can't believe, even today, I think to myself, like, there's really bad professionals. I think to myself, they gave us some bad advice. I wouldn't have done that. But there's some good, good professionals. And I think, like, you know, I think sometimes the good professionals, right, there's something that comes from a lived experience as well. Like, you know, they understand. And then, you know, uh, and (laughs) it's, it's frustrating. That's where it becomes frustrating. Like, listen, you don't live the life that we live. We don't, you know, have the problems that we do you can't understand like yeah i know what you're saying is that we just we should just be doing this x y and z get help here's a leaflet is a number if you're feeling a bit low crack on with that kind of thing i'm like you really don't understand how this all works yeah um you know it's not as straightforward as that in that sense um taking the building blocks takes um time and patience and you know i don't have what you have all these little things so i think yeah that's why i think you know when i hear from lived experience you know, because, you know, I've gone through lots of stuff myself. Um, and hearing from there, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, calming place, truthful place. And they give you, they give you like jokes and they give you strategies. It, they give you the whole package. Yeah. Make you feel human. And I think what you were saying about your podcast about having a laugh and a joke. Yeah. It's not all. Like, oh my god, this is the end of the world. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> You're still a human being at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Listen, you know, it's part of you in that sense, isn't it? That's what I like. I think that attitude.
0: Yeah, that's that's the, the main thing Yeah, mm. um, me and Monty spoke about was, you know, we don't we don't want a podcast that's all doom and gloom. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're doing it to get mental health out there and get the awareness out there, but to to do the podcast, we wanted it to be a own. We wanted it to bring my personality out, Monty's personality out, the banter, you know, we have laughs on there, and but we're getting the message across, and that's the main thing, and we're getting the but you know, the best thing is we we do it for free. We don't, yeah. you know, we don't ask ask for money, we don't we don't want money. Um we get we get a lot of messages just saying I've had a few messages weeks saying that you know thanking me for the podcast and it's basically saved saved their life and that stuff you know that's that's why we're doing it you know like I say we don't do it for money we're doing it for messages like that
1: yeah it's a it's a life saving resource um, like I said you don't know. Um, some people are not going to reach out and let you know because they're still dealing with it. But I'm sure when people yeah. listen to it, they feel like, you know, thank God it's not only me, you know. And well, there's there's some people out there. And it makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. Um, and that's why, because, you know, the alarming statistics, And you know, we shouldn't look at people as data, but that's why a lot of people, um, particularly men, are huge numbers um, kill themselves every year. So... yeah. It's 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 not. It affects a very matter a large part of the uh, population, and and also yeah. their loved ones, isn't it? It's not just like that person. It's like their partner, their children, their yeah. friends. You know, it's the whole yeah. circle, isn't it? And the whole network of that individual affects everybody.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's like when Connor was on about uh, the funeral on the last last mm. episode on our, on our podcast. He, you know, he mentioned. Just how heartbreaking, how how heartbroken their family was, and you know he he felt that, and I think also he kind of had that feeling as well, this could have been my family if yeah, yeah. I if I'd have uh, only myself with that skipping rope. So yeah, uh, say massive massive shout out to Connor because. Uh, for, to open up like that, and for the first time as well, he even he even said that um, none of his close close friends or family knew about that. It was only it was only him. So for to come on a podcast and and open up like that, wow, like that blew my mind.
1: It's same here. Um, I think that's what it's it's, it's what stuck with me. And you know, if you're listening, uh, what's the word? You know, the um the you know, thank you for so much for sharing. Um and I just wanted to um I suppose like ask with the last few last question really like what's your plans with the podcast and like what do you want to do with it? Yeah,
0: well, we've initially we want we want uh to get our own uh, studio base so we're set up. So I mean at the moment, yeah, we're set up here. Um, so this
1: looks quite cool. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Menu night. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Is that like a poem? is that like a um a banner? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like a a, it's a cloth. It's like it's.
1: Yeah. It's cool. But, I see yeah,
0: what it's you Like do. a cloth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cloth feel. Yeah. So yeah, we want a we want his own set place. Mm. Um So we can get everything and set up there. Uh, guests can come in. Uh, we have got a few things lined up, but if they come off, we don't know. Um and just push the podcast as far as it can go and get the awareness out there. I mean, we've been on you, we've been on YouTube for uh, I think we, about two months now. It was Monty's Monty's idea. He was like, um, "We should do what you should go on YouTube." I'm like, oh, "Don't know, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah." How was that switch? How was you, what were you thinking? Like you know, because I I moved to I was on audio initially back in 2019 and then I pushed to. YouTube, um, because you know what it was, you know, because of pandemic, they just said, "Look, you know, can't meet the guest. I just put the video on." And yeah, where like, you go?
0: Yeah, uh, How was a It was a few. It was it was difficult because like with the video editing, um, a lot a lot of things like looking good and presented well. Um, so figuring out like the video editing software was a bit of a nightmare. But that's I've done that now. Uh, we've got like decent graphics on the videos now
1: what are you using uh, yeah. just to have interest are you using premiere pro or imovie or uh, i'm
0: using uh when movie maker pro It's called uh, it's one. really
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's, re- it's really good man uh, so like all the graphics are all on there now uh, looking looking pretty smart uh, but now for the future, we just want to keep growing, man. We want just want to keep growing. Uh, so like we are really pushing the message out there quite, well, quite around the world, basically. And I know all the audio stuff we still do, so we're still on iTunes and Spotify and Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts and wherever else you can get a podcast, we're on there. Uh, but, no, the success of like the download rate and the viewership's been amazing. Uh, but YouTube, I've found, has been uh, ten times better. Um, we're getting a lot more interaction through YouTube than we do with the audio stuff. But no, I'm I'm loving YouTube.
1: Excellent. No, I mean, what's the way? If anyone's listening, then you search Menu Night on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, and there's also, wherever you listen to your podcast. again, just search Men Unite, and listen to these powerful conversations, and the great thing about these things, is you can press pause, you can take a break from it, if it's too intense, yeah. come back to yeah. it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's it mate. Uh, that's what I say, like people say like, uh, there's been a few episodes, where a lot of, lot of people have messaged me, but I've had to pause the episode, halfway through, I'm like that's fine, like, you know it's like well because i can relate to that episode it it caused a bit of a trigger i was like well you know if you don't don't listen to the rest of the episode then just like move on to the next one he's like no i'm going to finish it off because like i really really enjoying it yeah so yeah it's good it's good when you get messages like that obviously i don't want. I don't want to trigger people, that like <laughs> with all the episodes. Yes. I don't, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't want cause a trigger, but I, yeah. I think uh, if it didn't cause a tr- yeah. trigger, then we w- I wouldn't be doing it properly. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be telling the truth.
1: And 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 you're not and, and the way I look at it, you're not putting putting there something that's not already there. You know, just yeah. raising awareness. That's what raising awareness yeah. is, isn't it? That's yeah. what. That's why I say.
0: Yeah, we always put like a
1: disclaimer. Yeah, we've
0: put like the title of the so like the YouTube titles will have like sections that we spoke about, so people can actually see what we spoke about first. So if they could, if they can relate to like domestic abuse or whatever, and they see domestic abuse, be like I'll, I'll I'll leave that for another time, you know,
1: like timestamps.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, but no, I'm loving the podcast, man, I'll and I'll keep keep listening to yours and when i'm when i'm in bed at night that's because i've got like a, you know the the stands you can clamp on to your to your bedside. oh actually, really so, you got that
1: yeah yeah, oh, yeah cool. i've got
0: one of them then <laughs> what what's your podcast but like, uh, i'm always i'm always asleep like in like 20 20 minutes to half an hour so that like, the next day i'll i'll continue oh, yeah. where <laughs> where it's left <laughs> off like
1: yeah Wait, yeah. you know, it's not—it's not a great advert. My—if my um podcast put people to sleep. I'm joking. Nah. <laughs> no, a lot of people. I was said joking. That. Now, no, I'm joking. A lot of
0: people now. said that because I—I I listen to podcasts in yeah. bed anyway because it's like. I find, yeah, I find it—it it relaxes me. Like I can't just lie there in silence because that's when I start thinking of bad shit. So I'll just put a podcast on and say it relaxes me and boof, gone. But doesn't yeah. mean the doesn't mean the podcast shit, mate.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> imagine, imagine saying that was like yeah this will do, do, do this yeah. but i think um yeah um in terms of like you know relaxation mindfulness sleep therapeutic it's calming and yeah. it just relaxes you and, and it knocks you out and i think it's 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 a way to to do things now before i go then um i suppose i give the microphone to over to yourself like i give it to uh, all the guests um and you can leave a few words for uh, whatever you want to share with the um, the audience, um, yeah, and then once you stop talking, I will stop recording. So you know you have the last word.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah. So yeah, if, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, I wanna I wanna thank uh, my guy for letting me come on and in, inviting me. Uh, if anyone's struggling, man or woman, head over to Facebook Man United or Woman Unite, join. It's completely free. You don't have to pay anything. It's all closed. It's all secret, all confidential. Um, So head over there if you are struggling. Uh, For the podcast, you can head over to YouTube, search up Men Unite podcast. We're on there. You'll see uh, me and Monty as the profile picture. And... I just want to wish everyone well and stay safe. Keep talking. Don't let the stigma beat you because it's beaten a lot of people in the past year, especially with the lockdown. Uh, Make sure you're checking on your loved ones and your friends, your family, and uh, stay safe. Available on all podcast platforms, this is The Psychology Cast the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.